It is the Beelish Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. Hashtag free Donato. I took to Twitter, which is where all these social injustices usually go. Went to all of it and my prayers not answered. No one listened to my hashtag. No Donato. We talk about that and more. In advance of tonight's Game 7 against Toronto for the Bruins with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. It looked like uh, by the quotes of things uh, from uh, from Coach Cassidy, Tim, that uh, he trusts the group that he's got out there uh, that he kind of had from the beginning to to go in and finish this thing off tonight. Yeah, and the thought on that uh, to begin with is uh, they've uh, bounced back nicely with this uh, group that he's had during the regular season, and now they're going to need to have the uh, biggest bounce-back performance. Uh, and you look at the last two games in uh, particular where, um, yeah, they might have done some things well, but they really need to clean up in other areas. And I think that's why, um, and defensively especially, and I think that's why you're seeing Danton Heinen in there, who's a little bit more of a versatile player. He can play in the top six. He can play on the fourth line. And uh, that's why uh, you don't see Ryan Denal. Now, the, on the flip side, they also lack the finish, and that's where Denal could have really come in. On the other hand, he hasn't played uh, right wing all season. That was a little bit of a concern um, that Cassie had yesterday. That's why he put Heinen on the uh, uh, top six, I think, uh, and he could use that option going into game seven, but at the same time, uh, you look at uh, their lack of power play success over the past couple games, maybe that's where Denaro could have really helped out, so there's definitely two schools of thought, but at the same time, Heinen, is, I don't think he's a terrible choice, uh, per se. We saw him bounce back during the regular season after he had a healthy scratch, and the thought is maybe uh, he'll have another bounce-back performance in game seven. Talking with uh, Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Coach, how was the how was the feeling at practice today? Uh, so uh, it was an optional skate today, but the, uh, yesterday the feeling was they're uh, uh, embracing the moment. Yes, they're a little frustrated after losing uh, the last two games, but I think uh, the veterans' message to the younger guys who are going uh, to play in their first game seven is embrace the moment. Uh, many people, many. Uh, almost every hockey player has dreamed of playing in a game seven, and they'll all get to witness it tonight. Some uh, have already uh, played in that game seven, like the Bergerons and Charis and David Backus of the world. But um, David Pasternak and uh, Charlie McAvoy, they're, um, from what I can tell, they embraced the moment when we talked to him yesterday. And I think that's a good feeling to have, have that over uh, the frustration over losing the last two games. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Um, is there a scenario tonight where, where Tuca gets a quick hook? If, if things get off to a slow start, maybe he allows a couple soft goals. I mean, he is, he is not. There have been some games in this series where he has been stellar and others where he kind of hasn't been. And uh, it, I, I just wonder if something happens, if there's any, if there's any doubts to, to go to, to Dobie. I, I just I, I wonder if that's a situation that might come up. I think all options are on the table at this point, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, two, maybe even three soft goals, depending on uh, the score of the game, uh, if Tuka's pulled. Same could be said for Frederick Anderson. Now he's played better than Tuka the last two games, even though Tuka had a pretty good 
third period in game six that uh, really kept the Bruins alive and a chance to win it. But Anderson's been the better goalie. Uh, but at the same time, there have been a lot of goals allowed on both sides in the series. And um, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Babcock has a quick hook if uh, Anderson uh, starts to let up a little bit. You know, we when it started, because we were all disappointed they didn't win the last game of the season to put them against New Jersey, but... Once we knew and had assumed before this that it was Toronto, I, I guess I was expecting a seven-game series. The, the way that the series played out during the regular season, this is a tough draw for them. Having it be seven games, not a surprise, although when you're up 3-1, you're hoping it never gets to that. Uh, right. It just hasn't seemed to me like McAvoy has played better as the, season, as the series has gone along, but it seems to me uh, uh, he and Bergeron still hurt a little. Um, Bergeron might be, and I think McAvoy might be a little bit. They won't tell you otherwise, but uh, McAvoy, uh, and there's no signal that he might be hurt, but he's not playing up to his potential, I can tell you that much. And uh, Game 6 was one of the more disappointing efforts for him. Now, maybe that injury is lingering. Maybe it's a little more mental coming back from an injury late in the regular season and just trying to get right into playoff action. Never easy, but... uh, 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 McAvoy is a gamer, and uh, uh, from my vantage point, if there's anyone that's uh, due for a uh, bounce-back performance in Game 7, it's Charlie McAvoy. Well, you know, late in the third period uh, the other night, he was all over the place. Uh, it almost was the first time I've really seen him be what we thought he was going to be, and that was carrying the puck into the zone and and staying in the zone, trying to get one in. I mean, it was the first time we saw you know, that kind of aggression that we haven't seen since he's been back. Yeah, well, desperation was settling in as the Bruins looked for the equalizer. You saw McAvoy and Toy Crew together, um, and Cassie, I think, is going to go back to that option. Maybe uh, by the time they if they trail uh, for the first time, they, he might go to that uh, scenario early and then maybe, uh, and maybe use Chara with a defensive pair. Uh, either um, Kevin Miller or Adam McQuaid, but uh, definitely uh, I think McAvoy was a little more active in that third period, and uh, that could um, that could lead to something into tonight. Now, my wife, who's a hockey expert, thought that uh, Rick Nash played a little better uh, on Monday night. I wasn't quite so sure. Uh, we really need him to play. I mean, I that's what they got him for. He hasn't had a very good playoff record through the years. Is that what, what's going on with him? Uh, I think he's uh, snake been. He's had his chances uh, throughout the series. I think well over twenty uh, shots, maybe even close to uh, thirty through the first uh, six games. And so, and he's drawing penalties uh, at home. So that's one area he's uh, been picking up a little bit uh, without the goal scoring. But they're definitely going to need him to put the puck in the back of the net, uh, whether it's tonight or they advance at uh, some point. Uh, but uh, definitely we knew about his playoff struggles with the Rangers. And uh, unfortunately for Nash, that seems to be carryover. And through no fault of his own, he's got the effort, I think. But he's just snake-bent right now. And I think that could be just a, a culmination of all the past uh, postseason um, troubles for him. I, I told Maddie I've been disappointed in Krejci, as I told you last time we talked. Uh, the whole series, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the second line be the, I mean, the fourth line be the second line. They have chipped it in and ground it out, and 
I really think we've forgotten that Toronto's defense is terrible. We just yeah. haven't challenged them. And uh, I'd love to see those guys play more like they did a little bit on uh, on Monday. Well, the uh, goals that Gracie has scored have, have led to uh, uh, victories. Or, um, uh, uh, what was the say? Uh, yeah, but I believe that he has three goals, all in Bruins wins. And um, the top line, obviously, is, uh, um, in all three games have contributed 20, 23 points. Now, uh, they need that top line to play better, but they also need the Gracie line to be better. Yeah. Uh, Jake DeBrusque is the only player on that line, I think, who's had a really good uh, playoff, and they could use uh, a lot more from Krejci, Rick Nash, or even Dan Heinen if uh, he were to go on the second line uh, uh, during the course of tonight. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Um, I, I just don't know what they're my, – my concern – there's a big feel to me tonight. Remember the Game 7 they lost against Carolina back in 09? I don't know. It just it has that feel about it to me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that this is not the same thing and that I am crazy for thinking this way. Well, this is a different scenario because uh, Carolina had the 3-1 lead and the Burns actually kind of came back. What we knew later on in the series was so many players were dealing uh, with injuries uh, during that second round. I think that played a factor. And uh, there might be a similar feel uh, tonight. I do agree on that part. Well, Toronto... Uh, Toronto was a step better than what Carolina was uh, uh, a number of years ago. But uh, so two totally different teams. But at the same time, I can see why uh, they um, you have that feeling. Absolutely. All right, good. I just wanted to double check. I still remember that post-game press conference. I remember everybody hanging around the Bruins locker room because they were stunned. And I remember four people being in uh, Paul Maurice's post-game press conference. I'm like... They just pulled off a Game 7 upset against the Bruins, and we've got four people in here. I'm like, wow, good times. <laughs> I, I yeah. just remember I got well, to ask I a lot of questions, you know? Yeah. Well, the way the playoff uh, format is for interviews, sometimes the coach goes up at the same time the locker room is open. So that could have been the case. Now, and I feel like that's what it was, but it was just amazing. It was just yeah. It was just one of those deals of like, really? Like, could you imagine this at the Super Bowl? You know, like, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty, pretty wild. I don't know. I just, I, 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 I'm always amazed by that. Do you think if they do, let, let's, let's play devil's advocate here for a second. I don't want to get too hot takey, but if they do lose tonight, what's the headline tomorrow? I think it depends on the uh, uh, course of the game, but maybe it's, uh, I, I don't have my editor's hat on right now, but I think um, there will be a lot of uh, questions for sure. And even with Tuka Rask, yeah. That, um, is the, that is what I'm thinking. Well, you know, uh, over the last... Tuka, could, Tuka uh, could have the game of his life. They could lose one nothing, and we'll all be blamed on Tuka. <laughs> you know, the last several years... Uh, the Bruins collapsed at the end of the year, regular season, didn't make the playoffs. And um, I hear a lot of sports radio talk about, is this feeling like that? They've played better in the regular season, but remember, think of the last week of the season. They didn't play very well. No. They had this one. It looked like they had it wrapped up. And now we're back to game seven, and it could go, all go away. And I told Maddie, I just got my beard started. We we want this to continue so that I can grow it. So, uh, 
you know, you kind of told us the keys. Well, how about a dark horse, somebody that maybe we're not looking to to be a difference maker? Who might it be? I think uh, the one dark horse that the Bruins have had all season is Riley Nash. He's coming back from an injury, uh, just like uh, McAvoy and Bergeron did, and I think he's uh, that's play a factor into his uh, ineffectiveness compared to the regular season. But he's the guy I look for as the dark horse for Game 7. Tim, thinking about this team beyond tonight, win or lose, um, have you talked about, I, I know that Rick Nash is a free agent. Uh, others? You know um, Riley Nash is the only other unrestricted, uh, noble unrestricted uh, free agent on this team. Now, um, they do have some center depth that can play the third-line role, but uh, Nash, Riley Nash has... Uh, been pretty versatile all year, and we saw how good he was when uh, if he had to and place a Berger on uh, uh, there in March, and even in Game Three, he was uh, or Game Four rather, when when he skated with Pasternak and Marchand, he was fine. So, but uh, uh, he is a little bit older; he's pushing thirty, and uh, the Bruins might opt to go for one of the younger centers in the pipeline uh, for next year, or even Donato in that third line role. He is Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Bruins in action tonight. You can hear it on Sports Time Main AM 780 starting at, uh, what time's the game tonight? 8, 9, 30. 7, 7.30? All right, 7.30. So not All right. too late. All right, so 7.15. 7.15 will be pregame right here on Sports Time Main AM 780. And we it wouldn't be a Bruins Maple Leafs game seven without Dave Gosher until I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, right. and he's back because he's on the he's on the radio side of things tonight. Yep, he, he'll have well he'll have the call for us tonight right here on on Sports Time. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. It is a good one, Tim. Thank you very much, and uh, hopefully we're talking to you next week. And and, uh, right. and we're discussing uh, Boston and Tampa and uh, what went wrong and looking ahead to the draft. Uh, thanks, fellas. Thank you. Take